Yes, so please stand up and give a massive welcome to our family, Pastor Steve Graham. Thank you. Thanks. Please grab a seat. It's great to be here. It's like, oh my goodness, what? Like, what's happened to your church? It's just kind of exploding with life. All of the, uh, the, the color party and people everywhere. It's great to be in a season uh, where there's life and vitality and God's a God who works in seasons, right? Sometimes there are winter seasons, sometimes there are autumn seasons where things are just kind of slowing down. Sometimes there are winter seasons, whatever you try, kind of nothing works. God's asking you to drill down. But sometimes we're in seasons of spring and summer when just life is springing up, yeah. doors are opening, harvest is coming. And, and I believe we need to learn to kind of step into the season of life that God has for us. And I feel like there's just a season of favor and blessing and increase on uh, this house of God. And um, yeah, we're, we're heading back uh, to New Zealand in about three weeks. So we've been here about three months. Great having Billy at the college down in Surrey, commuting back and forward. Uh, we really love what God's um, doing here. We just had... Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but yeah, uh, Michael Maiden came and pr prayed and prophesied over the church staff and, and college staff yesterday, and he spoke over Christine and I, and he said, oh, what, you, what are you doing here And the college is going to be five times bigger than it is in New Zealand? I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> if I had any hair left, it would be gone now. Um, it's already gone. But um, anyway, so, yeah, we're really exciting what God's doing. It's really exciting what God's doing. We're really excited. And, and um, it's a real privilege to be here, and I, I feel like God, um, God wanted me to be here. I don't, don't normally do this, but I asked Pastor Barry, I kind of said to Pastor Barry, I'm a, kind of free if you want to um, book me in, because I feel like um, that God, as I was thinking about this last month, I feel like God said oh, that he wanted me to come to Essex, and, and I felt like he wanted me to talk about the fact that, um, oh, I feel God's presence coming, he, he's just a God of opportunity. And he's going to op open doors of opportunity for you as a church and for people in this church. And we need to learn how God works so we can cooperate. That Sometimes we feel like we're going to pray and it's just going to fall out of heaven. But what he often does is he opens a door of opportunity. And we need to realize that he's opening doors of opportunity for us. And we need to step into the opportunity. Otherwise, the opportunity passes by. Um, Bill Johnson from Bethel uh, Church has a great line. He says, you know, we often pray for an oak tree and God gives us an acorn. Yeah. And it's like, I need, I need to learn to recognize, no, God, this is the opportunity. And if I'll steward this well, if I'll walk into this, if I'll engage with faith, man, this is going to open up in a whole new way. And I love the sense of faith and the miraculous, even worship, you know, that song, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. God is a God in your life who is opening doors of opportunity. But if, if, we're, if we're blind to it, we, we, we miss what God's doing. We miss the miracles that he's opening a door and he's inviting us with confidence to kind of walk into those doors and he's going to increase, he's going to multiply, he's just gonna he just wants to do amazing things and and I just want to say recognize the season that you're in it's a season of spring it's a season of summer even though naturally we might going on to winter it's a season of increase and and I want to tell you expect that God's gonna open doors of opportunity um, the Apostle Paul says this in 1st Corinthians 16 these aren't on my notes yet but there is a wide open door for a great work here 
And it's like, and he said, yeah, and there are many who oppose me. It's like, yeah, it doesn't mean it's all going to be easy, but God, I want to say God is going to open doors of opportunity, even for buildings for this church, for increase, for scale. But in your life, God is going to open doors of opportunity. And when you're looking, God, I don't understand, where are you? He's like, I'm the one who's opened that door for you to walk into. And if you walk into it, you're going to see my miracles. You're going to see my, my power. Um, is that Ail here down the back? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if this is, a, I hope it's prophetic, but if it's not, I'd just love to pray for you. I just, I'd love to pray that, that God is going to open some opportunities for another level of finance in your life. Um, and and I, is it? Oh, maybe it is prophetic. It is prophetic. I just I sense finance on you when you're up there worshiping, and and I just want to pray that God would open an opportunity. It's going to take another level of finance, you know. And and it's always good um, being here, seeing uh, Mr. and Mrs. Roberts down the back, and um, you know, as soon as I see you, sir, I just sense the Father grace on your life, just to father people. But you know, um, Mrs. I can call you Mrs. Roberts. No, no, I'll call you Mrs. Roberts. Linda, Linda. Um, uh, you know, just that sense of, I just have this sense, you know, I love, Pastor Helen Monk talks about God often meets us in the way that we're wired, and I just sense almost like this lightning bolt of the supernatural hitting you, and you realize, you realize, man, there's a wide open door for a supernatural ministry in the heavens, a wide open door for supernatural uh, and just connection with heaven. And you could shift things in the heavens. And, and, and there's a door for that. So anyway, it's great to be here. So let me get to my notes, shall we? Have we got some notes? Um, let me just lay a bit of a framework from that. We, in Surrey, we've been doing the last month of series and trusted. And, and we actually did it in Auckland a couple of years ago. And I think, well, I know that you showed one of my messages, but no one will remember it because it's two years ago, I think, from the series. But if you do remember it, don't worry. I'm not going to do the same one. But let me just give you a bit of a framework to go, oh, now I get why this is so important that I learn to realize God is a God who opens doors of opportunity. Because otherwise we can get disappointed, we can get frustrated, we can get confused because, God, you're not doing what I expected. And he's like, but I gave you this opportunity. Like, that was me. And, 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 and I, I pray today that something of what you do is this, some people, the, your heads lift, your vision lifts, confidence comes into your heart. Like, I believe God is at work. I, I sense God is doing stuff in my life. I recognize now how he works and I can cooperate with this. And so, and so um, yeah, we did this series Entrusted. So um, I did do this part, but I'm going to move on pretty quickly. If you flick out the next one, some of you might have read these books, Beyond Blessed or Blessed by Robert Morris. He's an American. That is the worst Photoshop photo ever. Like, really? Like, there's not a wrinkle in sight. But anyway, moving right along. But, but the books are great. And if you flick out the next one, he has this great concept where you might have heard about this idea of these two legs of discipleship. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? He's like, there's these two parts. One part is it's all about giving. It's all about sacrifices. So I just give myself. I give my finance. I just give myself to God. And, and, and it's this generous spirit. And, and as Pastor Barry said, it taps into this need for faith. Because if I'm going to give everything away, God, I've got to kind of pray that 
I've got to believe you're going to come in behind and kind of back me up on this. Otherwise, I'm, I'm in trouble. But it's like, yeah, that, that's part of life, part of faith. And so let me just show you that in Scripture. If you put up the next one, Jesus told parables about this. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, uh, he hid it again, and his joy went and sold all he had. There's this dimension of faith that says, man, I just, I just give my whole life to this thing. I'm so overwhelmed with an encounter with Jesus. I just want to surrender everything to him. You know, he says another parable straight after pretty much the same about uh, it's like a, a merchant. Um, oh, we missed it. Uh, yeah, that's one. When he found one of great, a kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for pearls. When he found one of great value, he went, went away and sold everything he had. It's like he says it twice just so we get it. Part of discovering Jesus is, I just want to give everything I have to this. But it, but it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. So if you can put up that one again, the one there, because there's a sense like, no, it's a treasure. And in his joy, he went and sold it, and he bought it. It's like, you don't understand. I've actually got much more than I sacrificed. I've got hold of this thing. I'm so happy. I've got treasure in my life because I've discovered Jesus. Yeah. And I've given myself to the kingdom. Again, the merchant one, if you put up the next one, similar kind of things. It's fine pearls. It's of great value. And again, and it's like, I've got it. And people in your world might not understand, why are you going to this church thing? Why are you doing this impact offering thing? They're like, you don't understand what I've got now. You don't understand what I've discovered. You don't understand what I've taken hold of in my life. It doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It feels like I've got so much more. And so that's a wonderful sense of one part of being a Christian. It's like just the sense, man, Jesus, I just give you everything. Uh, and, and Paul sums it up in Romans uh, chapter 12, you know, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is your true and proper worship. It's like, God, I just, I just, you know, they used to sacrifice animals. It's like, I just put my whole self on the altar. You've just got it all, God. It's all yours. And I pray if you've never had one of those moments, oh, that you have, you'd discover what you've been missing. That sense of radical abandonment to Jesus. That sense, I just want to give you everything, Jesus. I just surrender everything. It's the greatest joy in your life. But if you put up the next one, as Robert Morris says, that's, that's only, you're kind of like doing life like hopping along like this. Because it, it's like, if I keep giving everything away, I kind of, I'm going to be broke. All of the time. And, I, and God doesn't generally work like that. It's like, it's like, well, I give you it all, God. Now you do something. And he's like, no, no, I actually want to work as you do something. And that means like this walking. Yeah, I took a step of that. But now I actually need to take a step with the other side. And I love the picture of walking because it's, it's actually about transfer of weight. I've been putting all the weight for one moment on sacrifice but I actually only my, put my weight on another side, which is this other side. Stewardship, he actually has put some stuff in my life. And, he hasn't, and he's not asking me to give it all away. He's actually asking me to take responsibility for it and to exercise some wisdom. And I move forward not just by a massive sacrifice. I've shifted my weight, and now I move forward by actually, God, I'm going to start using what you've put in my life 
And that's why I'm so excited to say God has put valuable things in your life. God has wired gifts and talents into your life. His grace is on your life. You have the capacity to walk through doors of opportunity and see fantastic things happen because God is not just a God who asks us to surrender everything. God is a God who puts things in our lives and says, you're going to move forward as you work that stuff. And my favor is on you as you make decisions to walk through doors of opportunity and see your life go from increase to increase to increase. And, and, you know, many of you would know, if you put up the next one, particularly this, this parable of the talents, this idea that this landowner gave different investments to different people. And, um, and, and that, yeah, we'll, we'll unpack it. Put up the next one. So this is what it says. Like, again, Jesus taught in pictures. So he taught the pictures of the sacrifices as the pictures of the stewardship. It would be like a man going on, on a journey who called his servants this and entrusted that's where the title's from. Here, I got great news for you. God has entrusted stuff to you. You are not zero balance of competencies, of gifts, of abilities, of grace. God has entrusted stuff into your life, and your life is going to increase out of those things. God is not just going to sovereignly fall stuff down from heaven, but he has put stuff in your life. If you'll walk through doors of opportunity and use it, you're going to see God's favor in your life go from one level to another level to another level. You know, and, and you see this, on, if you put up the next verse where it just says this, this is the confidence around this whole thing. It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and trusted as well. You are called. There's a calling on your life. God had a plan for your life. For some of you, it might be, man, there's a calling on my life into business. There's a calling on my life into health or education. There's a calling on my life to be a mom or a dad or a grandma or whatever. It's like, you are called. And that's why you can be confident as you walk into doors of opportunity, his favor is going to be there. But more than that, oh, sorry, go back to this one. And, and you are his servants. You're serving him as you do this. When you get out of bed tomorrow morning and walk into your business, you're actually not just serving your employer or your customers. You're serving God. When you go into your, that uh, hospital ward, you're actually serving God. When you walk into that classroom as a teacher, you're serving God and he's called you. So he's going to back you in that. And, and this is the thing I love. He entrusted his wealth. Like these are not just rubbish. He's entrusted his wealth to you, that ability you have to connect with people, that ability you have to figure out strategy, that ability you have to, to care for people, that ability you have to kind of understand things. That's the, that's the wealth of heaven. Yeah. 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 That's not just common. What do you call you? One pound shop? What do you call the shops with the cheap stuff? Pound shop. That's not there. This is the wealth of heaven that's been put into your life. When you look inside, you want to think, man, there's some wealth in there. If I'll put that to work in the doors of opportunity that God is opening, God's favor is going to come. This is going to have significance. People are going to be blessed. They're like, that's amazing how you do that. That's amazing. How do you do that thing? And you're just like, 
I, I just feel like it's a God-given gift on my life. It's more than just a, an idea. It's God's wealth in my life. And so if you know the story, if you put up the next one, you know that it, the modern translations say he gave five bags of gold. Like he, God has, I, I, do you see the treasure in your life? Because that's, that's where increase is going to come from. Do you see the treasure? Because if you don't, how are you going to put it to work? How are you going to steward it? How are you going to think, this is actually something precious, this ability I have in business, or this ability I have with people, or this ability I have in teaching. This is something precious. And God's favor is on the other side of me putting this to work. But, you know, I love the older translations, many of you would know uh, the name of the parable, call it the parable of the talents. And um, it's actually interesting if you study the history in English, this parable is where we get the word in English talent from. It's like, it's, so it's like people were trying to explain, oh, he taught that parable about he's given me talents. It was just a unit of money. People were like, what is that? What is that? And people were like, oh, you, you, know, you know like that ability you have to play the guitar? That's like your talent. Oh, you know how you're really good at business? That's like your talent. Oh, you know how, you, how you're good with caring for people? That's like your talent. It actually comes from this parable, this idea that there are abilities you have, your talents, yeah. which God has put in your life. And your success, your flourishing is not through, God, I just, I'm just waiting for you. Your success and your flourishing is through you embracing the opportunities that he opens up for you to put those things to work and see them grow. He's a God of favor and faithfulness, as we'll do that. You know, I love, um, if you put up the next one, this idea, how does life work? He put his money to work and he gained five more. It's like, God, you've, just, you've given me this ability. I need, to, I need to work that thing. I need to grasp hold of the opportunities to use that thing. And my success, my growth, my flourishing is going to happen as I faithfully steward the gifts God has put in my life. There are doors of opportunity that God is opening and, and, and your success lies in you working the gifts he's put in your life. With a confidence, I carry wealth inside of me. I carry the riches of heaven. This thing will work when I work it. You know, uh, and, and I love the thought, there's a famous verse in Psalm 127, just says this, unless the Lord builds the house, the, labor, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. The opposite is this though, but if God is backing this, your work is not in vain. Yeah. If God is watching over this, you standing watch is not in vain. And it's like, man, I can step into these opportunities with a sense. God, you've put something in my life that's significant. It's treasure. It's valuable. It's going to increase. But more than that, God, you're backing this. You're behind this. You're orchestrating divine encounters with people that I couldn't have expected, that I couldn't have planned for. God, you are opening doors of opportunity. And I prayed. I prayed. It, I felt like God sent me to... Just put the spark of faith. Could you dare to believe that the God of heaven is going to open doors of opportunity? Yeah. If you'll commit to using what's inside of you, 
He'll open the doors for that to happen. He'll make a way for it to happen. And so to go on to the next one, it's like, oh, this is how this works. Like, God, yeah, I'm fully committed to you. But then I shift weight onto this other leg, and it's like, and now I'm going to put to work what you've put in my life. Life is not just sacrifice. We used to, uh, we used to be involved in a cross-cultural mission a lot, and there was often this idea, like, you're not really spiritual if you know where your next tube of toothpaste is coming from. Like, you've just given everything to Jesus. <laughs> Which is, again, as you end up kind of hopping along on that theme of giving for a while, it's like, you know, time to put some weight on the other leg. Like, maybe I need to save some money for my next tube of toothpaste. You know, it's, it's something lovely, and there's stories in the Bible of people who just give everything to Jesus. The widow, just put everything in the offering. The woman with the alabaster jar, just pour it all out on Jesus. And Jesus is like, that's a wonderful attitude to have. But then out of that, now start learning to steward Start learning to build. Start learning to add weight. Do you know what I believe God's going to add weight to some of your lives, in your career and ministry and family, that you're just going to not carry more weight as in too many Yorkshire puddings, but carry more weight spiritually. <laughs> too, much, too many Indian curries and things. No, carry weight. There's, just, there's more weight to what you do because God has opened doors of opportunity. And you have increased it. Do you know there's actually two... Um, so you got that? Two things? Yeah. Sacrifice or giving and then stewardship. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Just now, now let me make it even more complicated. There's actually two pictures of stewardship. Well, I won't say it's like two legs because then we'll be into three legs and it'll be really weird. But let me say two pictures. So if you... I don't know. Someone said this is a terrible slide, really complicated. So let me, we've got... On the right hand is the parable of the talents. It's all like, take what you've got and grow it. Like, work, don't be lazy. Take what you've got and it will grow. But before you get to Matthew 25, there's actually an earlier parable in Matthew 24, which we'll have a look at in a minute. And it's not so much like, grow it. It's just like, just look after what I've given you. Just take care of it. Just be prudent. And, and, and for both, um, and I'll explain why the people who don't do that are regarded as hypocrites. And, but the Bible all the way has these through. And so that's what I want to encourage you to think. Like, if I do this well, God's favor is going to come on my life. God's increase is going to come on my life. Good things are going to come. In a year's time, we're going to be a lot like I walk into this church. Like, what happened to your church when I was away? Like, seriously. And, and it's like, that should be our normal in these seasons. We come back in a year's time, it's like, man, my career's gone to another level. My family's gone to another level. My finance has gone to another level. My ministry's gone to another level. That's normal Christianity if we understand how to work with this. Because let me show you Genesis 2 right at the beginning. Here it comes. Then God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. Notice two things, to work it and to take care of it. Come on, there's things in your life, if you'll just look after them, God's going to bless you. But there's things in your life, he's like, work that thing. Come on, there's more there. Come on, you can go to another level there. When you work it. Again, Psalm 127, we looked at, look at this. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Yeah, there's part of my life, I want to build something. I want to work hard to see this thing increase. I don't want to be in the same place next year as I am now. I want to be further ahead. 
But then the second one, unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch. It's like, there's some thing. I just need to look after these things. I just need to make sure they're doing well. I just need to care for my life. And let, so let me quickly show you this parable. You, you all right? Okay, because God's bringing increase, because God's opening doors of opportunity, because God's opening a way for you to walk in to your future. But this is what he said. Who then is the faithful and wise servant or steward whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household? This is the instruction. Just to give them their food at the proper time. Just look after the different parts of your life. Just make sure they're doing well. It's not so much about growing, just make sure they're doing well in this thing. And again, if you carry on, it's like um, the next one, and it just says, you know, the person, the servant who's wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time, he begins to beat his fellow servants to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and in an hour he is not aware of, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. That's interesting. A hypocrite is someone who's just pretending, has just put a mask on. It's like, yeah, I pretended that I really cared. But kind of after a few weeks, yeah, I lost interest. Like, oh, yeah, I'm really up for it, Pastor Barry. We're going to serve in kids' ministry. It's a bit wet today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really invested in my kids. Ah, I'd rather stay home and watch the football. Wow. That's why I say, oh, just look after. Yeah. Just look after what I've given you. You know, there's an image in, um, often in Christian spirituality, the next one, this idea, my next one, that our life is like a house. If you put up the next one, that there's different rooms in it. I was thinking, like, we're staying in this, we're staying in an apartment in the college, and it's like, oh, quick, there's people coming around, close the door. <laughs> Don't let them go in there. <laughs> or a bit like that. And Jesus is like, just think about the different rooms in your life and just look after them. And, and which one needs a bit more care? Now, he actually says this, if you jump down too, he says, next one, and go to the next one, he says this, who is the faithful and wise servant? And when he says wise here, he's not thinking some high and mighty understand the meaning of life. It's actually, if you put up the next one, it's actually the word prudent. It's like, you know what, it'd probably be prudent just to spend a little bit more time with this one of your kids now. They just need a bit more investment. Hey, it might be prudent to get away for a weekend with your spouse. Hey, it might be prudent to lose some of those kgs you put on in the lockdown. Prudent for your health. Hey, it might be prudent to put some savings away. And it's like, as you think about your life, God's like, here's faith. Like, just look after it. And let me help you look after it. And, and then you'll be ready for the doors of opportunity that open where you're like, okay, I can go to the next level now and this one, now I'm going to grow this thing. Now I'm going to take this to another level. I've cared for everything. It's all pretty good. But now, God, in this area, I'm going to put this to work and I'm going to see this explode. I'm going to see this multiply. I'm going to see this go to another level. And so you might want to think about this next one. What have you been entrusted with? You've been entrusted with your health. You've been trusted with key relationships in your life. You've been trusted with your relationship with God. Don't feel, don't feel like, oh my God, this is like, wait, wait, heavy, heavy. It, God is just like, God, which one would be prudent for me to just put a bit more attention on? 
you know, our home, our finance, our town, church. A lot of us, like the last few years, it's like, yeah, I've kind of, it's like maybe it would be prudent just to put a bit more weight back into church in this season. Because it's kind of, it's kind of struggling in my, that part of my heart. It's kind of got a bit, just needs a bit more food in there. Yeah. Or maybe it's your marriage, or maybe it's your kids, or maybe it is your health. But come on, to go to the next level, where was the Holy Spirit whisper, hey, it would just be prudent yeah. Yeah. to deal with this. But I love the thought, if you go down to more than two pictures of stewardship, just to finish this thing. Man, God is not going to just drop miracles out of heaven. God's going to open doors of opportunity. And as you'll take care of what he's given you, and as you'll put to work what he's given you, can I tell you, you're going to see God's blessing, God's favor, God's increase. Let me just finish by showing you this, this concept of opportunity. Here's just a few random verses to show you. Here's how God works. Paul in Galatians. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good. Wonder what opportunities you've got in your life right now. God's opened that door. And you might be able to do something good if you chose. It's like, oh God, show me, show me, show me. It's like, I've opened the door of opportunity. Walk through it. You know, Ephesians, making the most of every opportunity. God, I don't want to let your opportunities go by and not, and not have walked through and made the most of them. That's a good idea. Thank you. <laughs> and Colossians, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. I don't know what it means for you. But I wonder what it would mean for you to kind of put on these new glasses that says, I'm looking at the world through the lenses of looking for opportunity. God, you've put the goods inside of me. They'll work. God, you've given me the wealth of heaven. I'm not a nobody. I carry riches. And if I'll care for those things and if I'll work those things, who knows what could happen? Maybe can I get you to stand? And I, I don't know how you engage with God, if it's close your eyes or raise your hand. But can I just, just let God kind of ignite your imagination? There's a world of wonder out there. There's a world of possibilities. There's new buildings for this church. There's new businesses for people. There's new promotions at work. There's new relationships and connections with neighbors and friends. Come on, there's a world of opportunity. And this is not a season to pull back. This is not a winter season in the spirit. This is a season of God's favor and God's increase. And maybe if you if something in you just an excitement, you just want to kind of like raise your hands a bit like, God, I'm open for this. God, I'm open for increase. I'm open to walk through every door of opportunity you open. I'm, I'm open to knocking on the doors to see if you will open them. I'm not going to live fearful and passive and defeated anymore. God, I release faith in the hearts of people. 
to believe and to see the God of opportunity. And I just want to pray too, maybe you feel like in the past you've tried things and it's failed or you're just fearful. And again, you just might want to say, God, I just bring that to you because I want my future to be to be boxed in by that when you are the God of opportunity you have entrusted me with the talents of heaven and you know that they can increase you know I can be better off you know I can move forward God you know that I can be in a better place next year than I am today so God uh, God I just break off the fear Break off the voices of failure and condemnation. And put a confidence in my spirit that my future is a better portion than my present or my past. And God, I just want to speak an anointing of favor over people and over this church. They would sense the smile of Jesus over their lives. They would sense Jesus is saying, go for it. Go for it. Step through every door. Grab hold of every opportunity. Because my increase is with you. I'm building the house of your life and the house of this church. I'm watching over the house of your life and the house of this church. And there is much, much more to come. In Jesus' mighty name.